0: How's quarantine feeling? You know, mostly lazy.
1: (music) Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas football and Texas football. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I am the Step
0: Matt Step.
1: Thank you for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and welcome in to your small school area round preview edition of Tep and Step. uh, With me coming to you from my home again. uh, Via quarantine. Oh no. (laughs) 2020 has struck again. It struck. It struck again. I am not sick. I am fine. Uh, we're recording this at four o'clock on Monday, so give me a few more hours, and we'll see what happens. But um, I came in. I came in close contact with somebody who called me yesterday and said, "Hey, I'm positive." And I said, "That sounds cool." Yeah, and so, and so, I did get to get. I got, and I know you are now an expert at getting these tests. Yes. Um. That was my first COVID test came back uh the I got a rapid test came back negative. Uh they sent away for the PCR which is like the the lab test uh which will give us a better idea. Uh but the point is uh I got the brain poke. Not fun. And I can't recommend it in good faith. No, I cannot recommend I it.
0: Two th- two or one thumb down. What do you say? Two thumbs down, one thumb down.
1: I'm going to give it at least one and a half thumbs down, yeah. and uh, the more I think about it, I'm leaning towards the two. Yeah.
0: Now um, it's it, it doesn't hurt. No, it's just extremely it's uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah, hurts the wrong word. It's just like it just yeah. You just like you you want to tell them like stop like stop please stop please. Yeah, you like, want to swat now.
0: their hand away from your nose like right away. It's yeah terrible. yeah. I yeah, get one like, of those eh. so. Because, you know, us, you know we, we, we try to take, you know, if anything at Dave Campbell's Texas football, we take precautions. I, I try most weeks to go get a test every week just because of the travel and the number of people in mm-hmm. schools that I'm around. Um, I try to go every week. So I've had, you know, obviously I didn't go the weeks I was in Canada because I was in Canada quarantining there. But, uh, yeah, I've had, I believe, 10 or 11 so Ooh. far. And I think I missed one week where I didn't go get a test. But, um, yeah, I think I've had nine or ten at least uh, of these tests this year. And, yeah, they're not fun. Even when you don't never get used to it. I'll just put it that way. So, yeah. yeah. COVID-19, ten thumbs down. Yeah.
1: You know what? That's something we can all agree on. Yep. Um, Okay, so this is your area round preview edition. If you are a 6A and 5A fan, don't worry. We have another podcast coming out for you probably tomorrow um, about uh, the 6A and 5A slate. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's let's take a look back at the by district round. I I made this point on TFT today um, that I think on the whole, on balance, it was a pretty – not super noteworthy by district round with like about a handful of like big glaring examples it wasn't one of those weeks where everything goes crazy Mm -hmm. but there were small pockets of crazy scattered across the the
0: brackets for sure I mean Um, We said so. obviously the first thing, the the forfeits, you know, there were 13 forfeits uh, in 11 man football, um, which is slightly under the 10 percent average we've been running it. I think 13, 13 games Mm -hmm. out of 192 is like 7 percent or something like that. Mm -hmm. So a little bit under the the 10 percent kind of working number roughly been working on. We had what 12 4 seeds who upset one seeds, quote unquote yeah. upset one seeds. A few of the four seeds we thought uh, were favored or had a pretty good chance. But I, I think the one the Tepper that we talked about uh, Friday night that was the biggest upset of all was clearly uh, Nevada Community taking down Glenrose. That was a legitimate Dude. stunner.
1: That was that was the legit shocker because like like Mount Vernon beat Gladewater, and while we thought that Gladewater was a favorite, we were like, ah, oh, it's a. You know, it's maybe a touchdown no, game. Ron not Ronan's you not know a normal, I mean? like the-
0: normal four seed for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, I would I would say like Garrison beat Hawkins, and it's like, okay, that doesn't surprise me. I think Garrison's a really battle-tested team. Nevada community was a team I literally did not give a second thought to. When I saw the bracket, I just go, okay, Glenn Rose will play whoever. In
0: I team. wonder how big of a, i – I'd have to go back and look at, at our computer numbers. I wonder how big of an underdog – I can I can pull that up for you community was yeah. while you're Let's pulling that up. up um one one piece of craziness that wasn't an upset but was't near an upset but lake Worth was up on Dumas 27 to nothing in the second quarter oh my god now Dumas rallied in one and scored 37 straight to win 37 27 when I saw that Dumas was losing 27 to nothing Lake worth if that result would have held that was a legit that would have been a legit stunner as well for me most um true. So that was another thing that All really right. jumped off the page.
1: All right, I will let you guess what the computer had. I will tell you, Glenn Rose was favored. <laughs> um, do, do you want to guess what the what the projection was? Um, thirty four. Not not bad. Twenty eight. Okay. They were four touchdown underdogs. And they pulled off the they pulled off a win.
0: It's huge for um, the Nevada community. That, that was and you know the funny thing was on Monday or Tuesday of last week, uh, community coach Dustin Bland texted me and goes, "Hey, can you send me a few notable four versus one upsets? I'm just trying to give my team some examples uh, that <laughs> it's, it's possible." And the irony in that, right? And he texted me Friday night and go all caps, we got it done. So I you know I sent Man. him like when Hondo was two and eight and they beat I think it was it was Divine when Divine was Divine. nine and one. There was there's I sent him a few, but uh you know, hats off to the Braves. That's a huge win for that program and uh, you know, to beat Glen Rose Man. on the I mean, on the road. That was in Glen Rose. Yeah. That's a true road win for them as well. So well, and um,
1: so that's the other thing and, and, and um, when I came on – so I take the couple first couple segments off the scoreboard um, before I come on with Craig and as I was walking into the studio, it was the first time I saw Craig and the first thing he said to me, did you see Community beat Glen Rose? Because um, I got to be honest, Nevada Community, they've been bad forever. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just uh, – this is the truth of the matter. They've they've never been, like, a contender. This is no, never, never a team. No. I mean, they do not have... Um, I mean, they haven't had a winning season... Oh, oh my gosh. Since 2003. Um, they haven't won a district championship since 1936. They've played all of five playoff games in their entire history. Like, this is... Or six now. They are now two and four in playoff games. Like, this is... The Noveda community is a, is the perfect example of a team you just don't think about. Yeah. And and what 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 the coach Bland did there is remarkable. If you're interested, here are the 12 teams that beat ones, 12 12-4s. Uh, Tyler Chapel Hill, you were at that game?
0: I was. Um that was, that, was, that sounded like that a was, fun game. That was a banger. That was a really good, good game.
1: game. Yeah. Uh Brazport got to win. Uh Alice. Uh that's another kind of weird uh, I don't know. Yeah, Brad it's hard to call that as
0: two. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. call either of those really upsets.
1: Uh, Nevada Community, uh, Mount Vernon, uh, Woodville, Woodville over Odom. O- Odom, no. no, no uh, cold Spring, the- Cold Spring, Cold Spring. Yeah, that was that's a little surprising, I'll say. Um, Orange Grove uh, beat San Diego in the game that wouldn't end. It was the last game of the of the of the weekend. And
0: we're waiting until uh, to finish the bracket. Yeah.
1: Here's one. All right, Leonard over Palmer is. Yeah, that's a, like, that's a that was a surprise. That was a legit surprise. That's a surprise. I'm gonna pull up that line. What was, what, what was that projection? Oh no, actually, the computer saw it.
0: The computer picked Leonard. Ah, uh, the computer. Oh, All computer knew. It. Man,
1: we should have listened to the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Lexington <laughs> man, I
0: can't. man, the Lexington fans gave me so much hell on Twitter for Because I picked East Bernard by like 26 I don't know what to make of Lexington I really don't Because when they're when they're, when they're good, they're really good But man, when they're bad, they're bad I don't know if they've had guys out due to COVID or injuries or what But maybe they're getting it together at the right time Because I mean, I think they're going to win they, they, They're going to be their favorite against hash this week So, Mm -hmm. I mean, Lexington could be a four seed that just catches fire at the right time here.
1: Um, George West beat Odom. Uh, Computer also had George West pick up. That that wasn't a huge surprise, yeah. Uh, Garrison over Hawkins. Again, we kind of talked about that. Garrison came from a really tough district. Uh, and then three rivers. Three rivers uh, beat
0: Premont, which
1: again not necessarily a surprise. Although Premont was a double-digit favorite, they were eleven-point favorites. Yeah,
0: wasn't <laughs> so, a chance, especially considering Three Rivers had yeah. beaten Premont by seven earlier in the year. So,
1: yeah, exactly. So uh, there you go. Those are your twelve upsets. The rest of it pretty chalky. I mean, I, it was uh, the the one game, and I kept I I I kept thinking about it because we had a reporter there. I was very impressed with Columbus. They went over over Rockdale and just shutting them down. Um, that, you know, we talked about how we thought that was a bit of a referendum on district on District 11. And what I would say is I'll spin that the other way. I think District 12 is serious business. I think that I think District 12, 3A Division One, yeah. is the ha- Hallettsville-Columbus district.
0: That is serious business. It's a really good district. Now uh, I, I think Hallettsville and Columbus are both favored this week. I think Yokum is going to be to me a tough time against the East Chambers. That's a tough, tough matchup for Yokum there in that district. But I, th- I think 12-3 in Division One could have two of the four teams in the regional semifinals for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into week uh, the area round of the, of the playoffs. And and look, you and I talked about this before we came on the air. A notably better slate. I'm I'm pretty glad we didn't have to do the draft last week. We just got to break down the brackets. Because it would have been a little bit of slim pickings as far as games we were super excited about. Uh
0: this week there's no shortage of that. No, not at all. This is this is now we're starting to get some of those really good uh you know, those good the really the 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 ones and twos are playing each other. We're gonna start getting some of the better the better matchups now between some some more higher higher level teams that that, you know, matchups jump off the page at us.
1: Yeah, And so if this is your first episode of Tep and Sepp, welcome. Uh, we are about to do our game draft. That is where we go back and forth selecting games that we are most excited about in the football weekend. This is the 4A, 3A, 2A, uh, and 1A draft, so uh, playoff draft. So it has to be a playoff game. Uh, there are, I can tell you because I looked this up. There are 112 games this weekend, uh, playoff games. So we have 112 that we can pick from. We'll each do three. We'll each do three, and then we'll have – I guess th- you know this is probably the last hipster game of the week for the small schools.
0: Are we Are we doing a hipster game this week?
1: Uh, we can or we – it's up to it, uh, – well, you know what? Let's decide when we get there. Right, all right. Sounds good <laughs> to me. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a couple. I mean, I could probably tell you like Deweyville and Chilton. Shout out Deweyville winning their first playoff game in program history. Uh, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe we'll both say Deweyville and Chilton and then end the podcast. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let's get to our, our week or our area round draft. We put the coin for the, the show. Step one, the coin flip. And as a result, he gets pick 1-1 in the area round small school playoff draft. Which game are you taking?
0: Uh, let's go with a, I think it's potentially a top 10 matchup. We're still doing rankings. Uh, 4A Division I, Region Three. 7 o'clock Friday night at Sheldon ISD Panther Stadium as 9-1 El Campo takes on 8-3 Kilgore. And I think this is a matchup where, you know, both teams are kind of mirror images of each other. And I'm not just talking about school colors, you know, both red and white. Their uniforms look a lot alike. Uh, I think in their styles of play – These two teams match up. This is a really good matchup because they both both do a lot of the same things and play the same type of football. You know, El Campo is located in South Texas, but when you look at what the Ricebirds do and how they play, they play a very East Texas brand of football. They have a lot of speed. They're very physical on the defensive side of the ball, and they just play kind of a nasty style where where they're just going to hit you, and they're going to they're gonna be really fast, and they're going to break a lot of big plays, and, and it really reminds me of an East Texas team playing in, in more of the, of the South Texas area. Um, you know they've got the three running, the three-headed monster at running back, um, where any one of those three guys can break a big play at any moment. Um, obviously, the the young kid, Ruben Owens, gets a lot of headlines, but last week in their 63 to six win over Yates, you know, was John Trey Davis with three first half touchdown runs that that led the way, and it just kind of shows you the versatility of the Rice Birds offense that any one of those three backs at any point can do a lot of damage. Um, they didn't really get tested last week. Yates was overmatched uh, as we kind of expected, but this will be a big test because Kilgore, you know, they're battle tested in that East Texas district. Their, their, their losses are to the likes of Lindale and Carthage. Um, they, they blasted Splendora last week, 42 to nothing. And this, this, you know, Travion S who's a guy who ran for 400 yards in a game this year um he, you know, Kilgore doesn't have the three running back system that El Campo has, but their one guy is really good. Uh, as yeah. Epps is a guy who can carry the load and, and break one at any moment. And, and they've got kind of this uh, the, the Swiss Army knife, Donovan Atkins, who, who is, plays for his little receiver, plays a little DB, returns kicks. You know, he, he kind of does a little bit of everything for the Bulldogs. And, and he's a real X factor in this game. And I think El Campo has got to zero in on Atkins and not let him make plays in the kicking game and in the passing game and make Kilgore one-dimensional and then they can really really tee off on Epps and slow him down. I think this is going to be a great ball game. Really fascinating watch to see these two teams who match up so well against each other uh, to see who comes out on top. I think I think both of these teams are our regional contenders. I give El Campo a very slight edge in this game. for If anything, just because they're a lot closer to home, this game being played in Houston. Um, I give El Campo just a really Slight edge, but I think this is going to be a nip and tuck classic area uh, round playoff matchup.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about this one. This is, um, you know, I think when we did our bracketology, we would kind of talked about how when you take a look at that region, man, if it is if if it is not for the faint of heart, let's put it that way, because these everywhere you look in that region, you've got teams that want you've got teams that want to knock your stinking block off. Like these are physical football. Team. These are teams that win football games because they hit harder than the other team and they hit more relentlessly than the other team. And now you're starting to have these teams kind of collide Mm -hmm. and go at one another. This is going to be a war. This is going to be an absolute battle out there of two teams just trying to just knock the snot out of one another. And and two teams that like it, like they like to play that way. I think both coaches have instilled in them that like, no, go out there and and we're going to go full speed and we're just going to go, you know, like, like this is going to be fun because we get to hit somebody who wants to hit us as hard as we want to hit other people. Like, that's what I think is really exciting about this one. Um, yeah, El Campo, I think, gets a slight edge. But I think that you're right. I think your, your part, your, your point is spot on. That El Campo, is, El Campo is like an East Texas adjacent team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're not – that's the way they play. They play fast and they play physical. And, and that's what Killboard is. And so – I think this game's great. I'm excited about it. Uh, I think that's an excellent first pick. All right. I am going to kind of – no, I'm not going to go to that. I'm not going to stay in that same part of the world. I I am going to stay in Region 3. But from 4A Division One, I'm going to go to 4A Division Two. Okay. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bulldog Stadium in Magnolia. As the undefeated West Orange Stark Mustangs take on – I guess you could call them upstart. Upstart China Spring. Um, let's take a moment and, and, uh, bask in the glow of what China Spring
0: did last week. That was a, uh, I mean, that, uh, for lack of a better term, that was an ass kicking <laughs> what they did to Jasper. I mean, um, that's what they did. Yeah. They reversed the whip on Jasper.
1: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I mean, it was very impressive. Yes. And and what, so what they did is they went out there, and, and first of all, I think it's it's worth mentioning, they just dominated them defensively. Like they would not let that running game get off the ground. They controlled the game from the beginning, and they jumped out to a big lead and said, you're not coming back on us. Um, these guys, uh, they absolutely held down what had been one of the most physical and dangerous rushing attacks in the state in Car- with Carl Lindbergh and company and just absolutely dominated them. And they, and they basically they got behind, they got behind, they got in front of Jasper. And, and I will say, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to criticize here. I think Jasper panicked a little bit. I think, I think Jasper did not expect to be playing from behind. And it, and I think it snowballed on them.
0: Yeah. I, I and, think it went from Chad bad worse real quick and they had no answers.
1: I think Jasper was, ha- I think Chad Spring was happy to bury them at that point. Just be like, cool. That's fine. Um, Really impressive. And I love the balance that this team is starting to get. Uh, Emmanuel Abdallah, their quarterback, or their running back, of course, is, is a star. But I think Major Bowden, their quarterback, has stepped up in a big way. And that, those, both of those guys. Now, Bowden can throw a little bit, but he did a lot of his damage running the ball last week. And they are, they are dangerous. They are a team that is dangerous, playing outstanding uh, football right now. And look, they get a shot at, you know, one one of the big contenders in four A division two right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get a shot at, at, at West Orange Stark and and, and West Orange Stark. Um, look, I, I mean, it, this is West Orange Stark is 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 a vintage West Orange Stark team this year. They Their are. defense has been outrageous. It's been sensational. That that Blue Link defense has been terrific. And the difference this year, and I think what's really turned them from like a good team to an oh my gosh, maybe a super dangerous team, is the, the kid they call Pop. Pop Terrell. Mm-hmm. They're uh, their quarterback. He's been sensational. And a guy that again, you know, we I we, boy I want to say that whenever they, they started their season, we talked about a West Orange start game. Maybe it was when they played Newton or something like that, but we um we talked about how. It feels like the difference with West Orange Stark this year is when's the last time they had, like, a veteran quarterback at the helm? And the answer is probably Jack Dallas. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's kind of been one and done for them. Um, and so, to me, that's going to be the cha- – obviously, the big challenge for for China Spring is kind of cracking the code on this Blue Lake defense and cracking the code on this, this outstanding, uh, you know, uh, this outstanding defense for West Orange Stark. But the other side is a challenge too for Brian for, for Brian Bellenhoff, Is is that they've got to find a way to slow down a dynamic rushing attack with a dynamic playmaker in Pop Terrell. Um I just get fascinating. And and the one thing I'll say is the advantage of beating a team like Jasper in the first round is that you got that swagger, man. Yeah. You feel like why not? Like, why not? Why, us? Us? why can't we get it done? And yeah. We, and 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 look. China Springs an underdog in this one, but I think they wouldn't have it any other way. I think they were an underdog last week. And and they wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Uh I think this game has a chance to be interesting. The key for me is is going to be can canned- is, are they able to establish the run? Can China Spring run the ball? If they can run the ball, game on. But if not, then it may just go the, the same way that a lot of West Orange Stars Yeah, Ch-
0: China Spring usually goes the way that Emmanuel Abdallah goes. And if he can get going, and that that, that gives China Spring and an, an about in the play-action game to, to kind of hit West Orange Shark with the, with the play-action. But if you if you get one-dimensional against West Orange start you're usually in trouble. So that's, that's going to be key is can China Spring establish Abdallah in this game.
1: Yeah, that's that's a big question. I think it's I think it's fascinating. I think we'll know a lot it's one of those things I think we'll know a lot at the end of the first quarter. Cause like either China Springs been able to run the ball and it's game on, or they're not able to run the ball and we'll have a pretty good idea of which way the is walk. But a chance to be really interesting. They're in that in what's probably the best region in Fourier
0: Division two. What's undisputably the best region in Florida Division Two. Uh, in region three. All right. What is your second pick, Matthew? I can't believe you left this game on the board for me, but I'm 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 gonna snatch it up. Uh, Friday night in commerce at Texas AM Commerce, 3A Division I, Region II area round matchup, a rematch of a regional semifinal last year as Malakoff looks for revenge against Pottsboro and what I think is going to be an absolute banger. Um, if you haven't noticed, Malakoff uh, the past five weeks or so has probably been the most dominant team in Texas. They have outscored their opponents 312 to 7. In the last five weeks, including last week's eighty-three-seven oh, oh. route of Maypearl, so the the cool a cool three hundred five point differential yeah, in the last five weeks is unbelievable <laughs> dominance from Malakhov. And yeah, the, the competition hasn't been great. I, I will will admit that. But but what Malakhov is doing is just. Obliterating teams that that they're they're they should be beating and they're, but they're just obliterating it and it's not even close. Now is the test because now the gauntlet begins in region two because you got you know the winner of this game gets the winner of Grandview and Tatum, which is another banging game on the other side of the bracket, uh, right there. So. Mm-hmm. Now, the gauntlet begins. Now, we really get to see what these teams are made of. You know, Pottsboro comes from a much tougher district. You know, they won their district finale over Winsboro by a point. They they, they dropped a the game to Mineola. They had to struggle to beat Mount Vernon in overtime. Pottsboro is really battle tested, um, and they got tested again last week. White Oak w- w- was not a team that was going to go away. And, and they, you know, Potsboro pulled away for a 35 21 win. Um, you know, Titus Lyons and Braden Plyler, that, that combination has been huge for the Cardinals. But, but you know, the defense worries me a little bit in this one. I, I, Pottsboro's defense at times hasn't been great. And I think that's where Malakoff, even though they haven't played the competition that Pottsboro had, I think Malakoff's defense has been a little bit better this year. And then you add in, you know, the, the revenge factor a little bit. This is a game malakoff has got because they were stunned last year by Pottsboro because they were looking ahead, I think, to playing Grandview again. When Pottsboro hit him in the mouth early and beat him, I don't think Pottsboro is going to surprise Malakoff by any means in this ballgame. I think Malakoff's ready. I, I think the Tigers win. I think, I think it's going to be a shootout, like a 48-41 kind of game. But I'm going to take Malakoff uh, in their defense to get a couple of stops late and get the win here.
1: You know, I'm glad you're leaning towards Malikov because that, like, that's how my thought process went as well. And I was worried I was just missing something. But there is, you know, the only thing I'll say about this that gives me pause, and I'm definitely letting 2019, the, the facts, influence my 2020 opinion. And that's probably not right. But like Pottsboro, if you go back to last year's playoff run, right, they were the team you couldn't kill. They were the team that found a way. Like Brayden Plyler has a he has a knack. Like he's got that he's got that trick. He's got that trick yeah, where he's a, like, all right.
0: He's got the it factor.
1: He's got the it factor. And and I kept like overall like kind of breaking down this game, thinking about it. I'm like, I think Malakoff's the better team. I think they've got the better defense. I think that they're gonna be the team to beat in this game. But the thing that kept nagging at me is this is what you're saying last year mm-hmm. about went right, All the way to a title game. So I'm glad to hear you pick Malakoff because I'm I'm gonna pick Malakoff as well. But this game is really interesting. And and it wouldn't be a surprise at all to see Pospero win this game. What I think they need though is probably a shootout. I think if Malakoff's gonna or if Potspur's gonna win this game, I think they gotta get this game probably in the forties. Yeah. Because uh, 'cause I'm not sure their defense is gonna be able to hold up against this this what's been a really, really good Malakoff offense. Um, yeah, I mean, look—it's the last two state finalists, like the last yeah. two state runners-up.
0: Our, our buddy has got a great e-commerce. How how you pulled that yeah. off?
1: Um, the I've been I've been saying for a while that uh, that that when realignment came out, that the UIL made made region two like the uh, it's just all the it's just all Grandview's ex girlfriends. Yeah, and like here here are two of them, you know, <laughs> they're
0: gonna, they're gonna I fight for out. the
1: right. Yeah, for the right, potentially, to take down Granby themselves. So, I think that's a great game. And I did leave that on the board for you, and you're welcome. All right. I'm going to go to 2A. I am going to go – where is this game? This game. There we go. This game is going down – where would you go, you dumb-dumb? I'm going to have to search it. Okay. There we go. I'm sorry, 3A. 3A Division 2. I lied. 3A Division 2. We're going to the home of the whirlwinds. Let's go. 7 o'clock Friday night at Tire Stadium in Floydada.
0: Where I was New Stadium, right? I was there Friday night, yeah. It was it's a brand new stadium. It's beautiful. It's a really nice place.
1: It's a nice place? Okay. It's a very right. nice place. Uh, so here is a massive, massive game in 3 Division two Region 1. Uh as the Ballinger Bearcats take on the Spearman Lynx and it's a team that we know exactly what they are. I am absolutely confident that I know what Ballinger is. I know what Ballinger is, okay? And I know how Ballinger wants to win games. Like because I just because they've just been so successful doing it this year. They want to grind it out on the ground and beat you with defense and that offense we're going to get ours. Don't you worry about our offense, right? They're going to run the ball effectively. Uh, when they need to pop it uh, over the top, they can with Carter Errett. Uh, But they're a team that wants to, to grind it on the ground. They want to hand the ball off to to, to Garrett Dixon. They want to hand the ball off to, to, to let, let the quarterback work a little bit and Bo Perkins. They want to run the ball, but they want to lean on that defense. You go back to that, that what was, I guess, Week 10 game right. by Yeah. Um, and that was the M.O. And you remember that game was like 14, 14 and halftime or 13, 13 and halftime. And then Ballinger just like, yep, this is this one's over. You've you've fallen into
0: our trap. Yeah, um, that's, 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 that's Ballinger absolutely wants to beat you 27 to 14 and just say, OK, yeah. thanks. We're out of here. Good job. It's yeah. a exactly, the Ballinger are. football game right there.
1: That's what they are. Like they're a Venus flytrap. Okay, that they're going to open it up. They're going to say, "Hey, come on in. No, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun." And then suddenly, you find yourself in the third quarter, and you're down nine points, and they have the ball, and you're like, "How did we get here?"
0: Like, <laughs> and, they, and they're, and, they're high, and you can't get them off the field because they're constantly in third and two and, and getting three yards. Yes.
1: Yes. Exactly. They are consist. They're holding the ball for fourteen plays. Uh, And just like, and they're they're, sucking the life out of you. Well, here's Spearman. And Spearman, I I think I'm willing to go on record. And I think we don't know what this team is. Because the only measuring stick game we had, or what we thought was going to be, let me rephrase, let me rephrase, let me start with me. I think Spearman's a really good team. Okay? What I'm not sure of is if they are an elite team. Okay? Because the measuring stick game that we were going to get with them didn't happen when they had to forfeit against Canadian. That was going to be the ultimate measuring stick. We will find out a ton about both of those teams. Well, last week or a couple weeks ago, you remember when Canadian took on Childress, we said, okay, this is what we're going to find out if Canadian's elite. They went out there, they drilled, Can- they drilled Childress, and we were like, okay, they're the team to beat and too.
0: Absolutely. For, yeah. Spearman,
1: for Spearman, I kind of think this is that game. Because um, here's a team that seems... Entire, like, wholly capable and entirely built to beat a team like Spearman. That, oh, you got Brendan Thompson? Like, you got all these, like, outstanding playmakers that get on the outside and run? We're going to put you in quicksand. Like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to slow you down and slow this game down. If, if if Spearman can come out and they can win this game handily, if they can do, like, I don't expect them to do what, like, Canadian chillers, but if they come out there and they win this game by a couple of scores— I think we're willing to sit up and be like, all right, I'm willing to put them on that elite tier. I think that that's the question. But I could also see Ballinger doing what Ballinger knew, mm-hmm. which is just fucking it up. One question I do have is is look, the, the Spearman defense uh did get, you know, it it can get touched up here and there. It's they're not they are not an invincible defense. No, okay. They got they get up 34, they're they a 34. Offense. Yes, they're an offense team. Like they give up 34 uh, to Lubbock Roosevelt. They gave up 36 to Childress, right? In overtime. But this is a this is the, like they need to win with offense, and Ballinger's a team that just wants to to, to 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 glue your feet to the field. And that's what I'm super interested in. This is a game almost entirely dictated by pace. Because here's but here's the other factor of it. Here's the other factor. If Spearman gets to 30 points, that's probably ballgame. Like the yeah. other side of it is, I don't know if Ballinger is built to, to to like go score for score with them. They can, but a lot of those have just been teams that they've like overmatched.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think this game is definitely going to be style. I think I think if it gets about it gets plus thirty advantage to the links here, and if, if it's below thirty advantage Ballinger, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with, with this one. Um, yeah, I, so, I, I think Ballinger's defense. The, the one worry I have about Ballinger is the la- The only time they really ran up against an offense that I thought was going to do, could do some damage, they got blown out by Lano. And Lano's a really good three A Division one team. Don't get me wrong, but that worries me a little bit because the one time they, the, the Ballinger's defense has really feasted on, you know, mediocre offenses for the most part. So. um that's the one worry I have in this game. Now, at that token, Spearman's defense is not as good as Bal- as Lano's defense. So I wonder if Ballinger will be able to control the clock and, and, and control the tempo in this ballgame.
1: So my second pick, I'm going Spearman and Ballinger. What
0: is your third and final pick, Matthew? So I'm going to pick the game that I'm going to be at Saturday night. And it is destined for shootout status as – Unbeaten Land takes on Corpus Christi Miller at eight o'clock Saturday night at Ferris Stadium in San Antonio, and if you want to have a late night, this might be your game Saturday night because this one could go well into the night because Ace Whitehead and Andrew Body um, sign me up for this matchup because both this is this is your quarterback matchup du jour in Class Four A. Is both of these quarter, you got two superstar quarterbacks, you got two high profile teams who could score a lot of points. I mean, Corpus Christi Miller in the regular season finale scored 86 points. They they lost to Calhoun 77 to 76. Scoring 70 points is no thing for the Miller Buccaneers. They're running up against a Lampasas team that that can go score for score for them if they want. I mean, Lampasas has got lots of weapons with Jack Jerome, Michael Murray at receiver. They've got a great offensive line. I, I think the key in this game, I think I think we're going to get we're going to get a shootout. But I think the Lampas' defense, which is a little bit underrated, I think is going to be good enough to get a stop or two in key moments and get the win mm-hmm. in this ballgame. I absolutely foresee a 50 to 38, 50 to 40 kind of game. But I think Lampass's dominance in the up front on both sides of the ball is the real difference in this game because the Badgers can run the football when they want and control the clock. It's what they did against Austin LBJ a, a lot of, a, in a lot of that game, and I think they'll be able to do a sim- something similar against a Miller team that's not as good defensively as LBJ.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, if you would like, I would be happy to assign you uh, a deadline for this game if you'd like. Um, oh, aren't you gl- Aren't you glad? Please do. That was my first. That was my first thought when I saw that li- when I saw that game uh, matchup. Was mm. I was like. At eight o'clock on a Saturday, yeah, I
0: mean, there's the no way riders are, are going to be miserable for you know for this one. But I mean, the reason why they're doing it is at eight is because there's a uh, there's a Northside ISD regular season game earlier in the day, and they just need to allow time to clean the stadium and clean the locker rooms up and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's. Um, I think this is going to be an app. Abs- like I, this is one of those games that I'd love to be like the hipster and be like, oh, actually. Uh, this game's gonna come down to like linebacker play for like Corbus Christie Miller or something like that. And I'd love to do that. It's gonna be key in this one. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be like nah, they're gonna Uh-oh. cut the brakes on this game, and yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like I, I think I made the point on on um uh I think I made the point on on scoreboard on Friday night. I was like I was like Miller rolls out of bed and scores seventy points. Like it's so like it. You know, this is this is like Mike Leach air raid type stuff, where it's like you just got guys running free, and and Andrew Boddy has been so good. And at this point, I think we've lavished enough praise on the Passes offense, and and yeah, I I just think they're gonna go score for score back and forth. I think I think the winner probably has to score seventy in this game and i think it's going to be awesome. i think it's going to be so much fun. yeah. i
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to get streamed by someone on saturday night. so hey, please pull up a chair, get get something to eat, have some drinks because it might be a long night, but it's going to be it's going to be a fun one.
1: This is going to be it's going to be great. i i think that's an excellent excellent pick. All right. My third and final pick. I knew this would be here for me, so i waited till a third one. Cuz we are going to go to the actual game of the week step. We're going six thirty p.m. Thursday night in Garden City.
0: Uh, we'll see little action
1: as the Balmeray Bears take on the Jayton Jaybirds. And and remember, this is like next week is the regional finals for six man because they're 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 ahead one round mm-hmm. on everything. And and look, um, I think there is a real argument that these are the two best teams in that bracket now um richland springs would certainly like 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 a word they would certainly like t- to to say hello but i think that when you take a look at what these two teams have done i think that if you want to put these as one and two in the in the state in 1a division two i think that is fair as presently constructed as as of our final 1a division two rankings this is in fact number one versus number two number one ball it's number two Jaden. um Ballamoray is a is coached by the legend Vance Jones uh, and has has they started the year number one. They've basically gone wire to wire. They lost a game early in the year. Two, he said to himself, why did he start a sentence before he knew? They lost a game to a team that's definitely bigger than I want to say maybe a strong, uh, a 1A Division I team. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, Fort Davis, to a 1A Division I. No, I'm sorry, it was ranked in the opener. That's a 1A Division I team, and then the second ranked 1A Division I team. Um, they, they lost that, but the, the strength of this team, the reason they win, and this has always been a Vance Jones calling card, their defense has been just ridiculous it's been so good uh they have played uh eight games and in those eight games of six-man football of six-man football they've given up 102 points okay that's ridiculous uh you're talking about giving up 12 point a game in six-man football uh basically i mean they pitched five shutouts uh on the year including last week against lorraine Jayden's going to be a big test for them, though, because Jayton is a team that can score. They're a team that's got a high-powered offense. They got a playmaker by the name of Pacus Smith, which is that's a six-man football running back name if I've ever heard it. Um and yeah, and by the way, Jaden's battle tested. Jaden's got a win over district rival Motley County. Uh they have and and they can they can play a little bit of defense themselves. I think this game has a chance to be an absolute. Dogfight, and 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 in a lot of ways, this is going to come down to like turnovers and who makes one or two mistakes in this game, as these games tend to go. Uh, I'm leaning towards Balmeray. I think they get the nod here. They've been my number one team in one A Division two all year long. I think that they're the team to beat in this one, uh, but because I think that they're going to have the superior defense and that will give them the edge. But this is a, a, a classic. I think the I think the winner of this game is going to AT T Stadium. I'll say that much. Uh, and, and they may see Richland Springs there, although like, Richland
0: Springs struggled a little
1: bit last week against, uh, against Blanket, but uh, it is a fantastic game. Balmeray, it's a great week by the six-man race. We rank it in Sterling City in Division One. That's a terrific game as well. A uh, lot of great six-man action this week. So my third and final pick is Balmeray and Jake. So that is our week, uh, our year-round draft. Step took El Campo, Kilgore, uh, Podsboro, Malakoff, and Lampasas, Corpus Christian Miller. I took China Spring, Westward Stark, Ballinger, Spearman, Almire and Jaden. We won't do a hipster game, I don't think. Um, just you know, I don't know. Look at our streaming guide and pick a weird game and watch it.
0: Yeah, pick a. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you my. Uh, I think my Friday night game, and Center, is a weird hipstery kind of game. Two teams that kind of are right there on the cusp of being really good and kind of get get a chance to see what those two are going to do. Weird inter regional mashup being played. So.
1: Uh how about yeah, how about I'm I'm interested in that game because the Sealy defense has been pretty darn good and they're they, they
0: now get a snoop full of red Horace. Yeah. That kid has been a monster. Yes he has. I think oh, uh another one uh Woodville and Columbus is kinda of, uh, Woodville's a sneaky good four seed, so keep an eye on that game as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's that's a couple the, of really that's,
0: good that, ones. that's really interesting. And in
1: fact, isn't that the four versus a, No, Columbus with a two seed, right? Yeah, Columbus yeah. is a two. Yeah. So uh yeah, that'll be uh That'll be a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. Okay. So where are you going this
0: week? Uh, So Thursday night, I will be in Bowie as the Holiday Eagles take on SNS Consolidated and 3A Division II. Uh, Friday night, uh, Waco ISD for Sealy and Center. And I just picked up an extra game on Saturday, by the way. Uh, Saturday at 11 a.m., I will be at New Braunfels Canyon for a regular season game as San Antonio Veterans Memorial takes on New Braunfels King in, in District 12, 5A, Division 1. Uh, then at 2.30, I'll head over to Seguin for uh, a 4A Division 1 Region 4 action as Alice takes on Austin LBJ. And then the nightcap at 8 o'clock at Ferris Stadium, 4A Division 1 Region 4, land passes against Corpus Christi Miller.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're finally getting to the fireworks factory at the end of the, at the, end of the night. Yeah, we're going to end
0: the weekend with the bag. <laughs>
1: Dude, you're going to be exhausted by the end of that. Like not like three games I know always wears you out, but like when you add in the fact that like the last game is just going to be like an
0: assault. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'll get to my hotel, I'll go to my hotel Saturday night and just pass out. There's no yeah. question about that.
1: Yeah. So, uh the Fox show will be a little bit different this week, obviously, uh as I am i am, They're they're not letting me into the studio this week. Uh, because of, of quarantine rules, so stay tuned for that. I don't even know what we're going to do.
0: It's going to be uh, if Land passes and Corpus Christi Miller was Friday night. I would just say air that game. Man, that would be awesome. Yeah,
1: that'd just air that. Awesome. I, I would. Ent- I would be one hundred percent in favor of bumping me from the air in favor of Ace Whitehead versus Andrew Boddy. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Uh, that's going to do for us. We will be back with another episode of Teppin' Step Step, uh, I don't know, soon, today, tomorrow, sometime. I don't know when you're listening
0: to this. I'm going to finish writing the 685A preview for this week. <laughs> sometime we'll around
1: so you will have a 685A preview uh, coming up. Uh, but thanks for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And, Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Tep and Step.